Well, hello today and welcome to Women of Substance. I'm glad that you've joined me and I'm going to teach today. Sometimes I uh, teach and sometimes I have interviews, but I felt led of the Lord today to share some things. I was in a powerful meeting this week at uh, Brother Keith Moore's church and uh, he mentioned some of these things uh, and about a woman in the Bible. So it really uh, captured my heart. Um, uh, what what was said about her, and I think that it will really help all of us. So um, this woman is called the Syrophoenician woman or the Canaanite woman in the Bible, and we're going to look at her and some of her characteristics and uh, and her great faith. Jesus said she had great faith. So if you have your Bible or your phone with a Bible on it or whatever, look with me. We're going to start in Mark chapter 7. And I want to read here, Mark chapter 7, verse 24. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but could not be hid. For a certain woman, here's a woman that needs something. (laughs) And you know how that goes, because we we is one, right? We are uh, females, praise God. And we go after what we need from the Lord. And I don't think he minds. We'll see how he acts towards her. Let's see this. For a certain woman, verse 25, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Now look at her position there. She is at his feet, kneeled down at the feet of Jesus. And I think it's so important. You know, the Bible talks uh, in Ephesians. Paul said, I bow my knee and to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think sometimes it's very important for us to get down on our knees. I know uh, the Lord has spoken to me about it, um, to do that more often. It's just, um, I think it is a wonderful position physically. You don't always have to be on your knees to pray. Of course not. But I think um, it's important for us to humble ourselves like that before the Lord and just let let uh, the Lord be God, be mighty, and let us be um, small before him <laughs> and humble. Amen. So um, she fell at his feet, and the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. Now, this is really pretty strong here because this analogy is speaking of her and her daughter. You you dogs, you know, (laughs) and it's not right to take children's bread cast it to dogs. Now, most people, I think, would say, well, you know what, then you can just go jump in the lake because uh, I don't like you talking to me that way. And how dare you call me a dog, especially my daughter, my young daughter, you know, that you would even act like this. Why would you act like this? And and there is such a uh, prideful spirit in the world today. Um, there's always been, but it seems to be expansive today. It seems to um, be more the norm than humility. And um, 
God has a lot to say about pride. In fact, Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. But we see haughtiness just about every day. If we don't see it in our own lives, we see it on television, on the news. We see people, uh, quote unquote, standing up for themselves and making their voice known and um, uh, very kind of self-serving spirit. Um, but that's not really the spirit of God. And in the in the word of God, we see one of the fruit of the spirit is meekness, which is humility. And we need not forget that God said, humble yourself in the sight of God and I will lift you up. Um, <clears throat> I think that humility is misunderstood as weakness, but to be a humble person is is really a strength. It's an attribute of God. And Jesus was full of humility. Uh, we see, and I'll get back to the rest of this because I want to read the other account of this also that's in Matthew. But let me just say this first because it's so interesting that um, in Matthew 11, we'll skip over there for a minute. Hold your place and we'll skip over because I want you to see um, our Lord and our Savior. And, and you know, we we say that we want to be like him, but then when we read this, you know, we have to really kind of work on ourselves a little bit because, and let the Lord help us. That's the only way we can work on ourselves is let the Lord, the Lord help us. Um, because uh, he said right here, I, talking about himself, I am meek and lowly in heart. I am meek and lowly. Now, if you want to be like Jesus, and we do, then we have to remember these two things because he said, I am meek and lowly. Now, that didn't mean that didn't mean weak or or uh, let people run over you and all that kind of stuff that people are so scared of. Um, it means humility. It's it's a, it's an act of humbleness and humility. Um, in fact, let me just read this. This is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, Jesus said here. Come to me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now he could have given you anything, but notice how he says you need some rest. <laughs> you need to rest, and I love the Lord for that, don't you? Because I'm telling you, in His arms we can rest. And his arms are always, always open to us. We can rest in him. We can rest because he's done the work. He did the work on Calvary for us and it's finished. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. Here it is again, rest. And I think that includes peace and calmness in our soul, in our mind, in our emotions. You know, so many people talk about being stressed out and so many people are, you know, just uh, full of anxiety and full of care and uh, even depression. When uh, Jesus said, the answer is with me. The answer is here with me. I will give rest unto your souls, calmness and peace. And you will be undisturbed in my presence. 
Um, the Bible says in verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So he said, I'm humble and um, learn, learn that about me. Learn, you know, we, we need to come to Jesus and learn about him, learn of him. Now, uh, let's get back to uh, what we were reading in Mark chapter 7 when he said, Jesus said to this woman, let the children first be filled, for it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it unto the dogs. And listen to her response to him. Instead of uh, throwing a fit and saying, nobody's ever talked to me this way and you're not going to either and I'm not going to take this. I am woman, hear me roar and all that. She said to him, yes, Lord. You know, in other words, okay, call me a dog. Call my daughter a dog. We don't care what you call us. Just help me. That's what I want is some help from you. And she knew he could do it. She was convinced. Yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. I mean, out of all the abundance on the table. And he said, you know, that Psalm 23 is talking about that table that's set before us in the presence of our enemies. And it has all kinds of things on there that Jesus has provided for us. Healing and blessing and help and and peace, joy, every everything that we ever need is on that table. And uh, she said, all I need is just a crumb that falls off accidentally. When, you know, when my husband and I, David, are eating um, our dog, Blanche, she comes and sits under the table and just looks at us. And she's waiting patiently, usually patiently, for just anything to fall on the ground. And it's usually, you know, sometimes it's by accident. Sometimes David will feed her a little something, but, or I will. But, um, you know, she's saying that these crumbs, if they just fall off the table, that's all I need for my daughter to be delivered. That's, that's the only thing I need. Now, isn't that amazing? Just a crumb from God can do such a, an amazing miracle. Praise God. And he said unto her, for this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. That devil left right when she said that. <laughs> I think he, the devil knew I'm sunk now, you know. <laughs> She's releasing her faith and getting her miracle from Jesus because of her number the number one thing I think was humility here. And then also you see perseverance, not giving up not quitting, not getting discouraged or um, uh, thinking, well, you know, I don't have to take this off of anybody, that kind of attitude. Now, let's look at the same account over in Matthew chapter 15, and we'll start at verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan. Now, she was a Canaanite. She was not Jewish. So we know that she was didn't have the rights and benefits at that time of the covenant. Um, she was uh, Syrophoenician, of course, and, and a Canaanite. And there was a lot of uh, bad, we, we could say bad blood between the Jews and the Canaanites for years and years and years. And, you know, um, because I'm sure you've read the Bible <laughs> about all the uh, horrible things 
that had taken place in uh, battles, et cetera. So uh, this, you know, this woman was uh, outside of covenant and um, we could say not the right race, you know, how that goes. So um, needless to say, we see the compassion and mercy of our Lord in this situation. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Um, The Amplified says, My daughter is miserably and distressingly and cruelly, cruelly possessed by a demon. See, we don't need to fool around in the darkness with demonic activity or demonic things because the devil is horrible and he might lure you in with some kind of intrigue. But once he gets in your sphere, uh, things start going terribly wrong. And she was being uh, tormented. She was being uh, distressed and cruelly treated by this demonic force that was there. That's the word, what the word vexed means, if you don't know. It was, uh, she was vexed with a devil, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she crieth after us. Um, she not only went to him, but she went to his disciples too. He, she was so determined that her daughter was going to be set free. And in this action of hers shows that she really believed Jesus could do it. She believed Jesus could do it, or she would not have kept on and on and on. And even the disciples said, you know, let's get rid of her. Let's get get her out of here. Let's look at verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she, now she here she comes back, worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. She's in an attitude of worship and crying out to him for help. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. She said, okay, I see what you're saying. That's the truth. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And notice how it's here in uh, Matthew chapter 15, how it's recorded. It says, Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Be it unto you as you will. Her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So he spoke a word to her and her daughter was delivered. Isn't that an amazing story? I just love this. And uh, praise God for a woman. Uh, and uh, we, we're talking to women today um, that is great in faith because she would not give up. She believed Jesus could do it. And she humbled herself before him instead of um, haughtiness and Pride. You know, I was thinking about a scripture uh, in 2 Timothy. This is interesting to me. 2 Timothy, let's look over there for a minute. It goes right along with this. 
chapter 3, and look at verse 1. This know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now, when you think about the word perilous, uh, you know, you would you think of times of stress. It says in the Amplified, trouble, hard to deal with, hard to bear, these kind of times that we're under. And, you know, you, know, you might think the ne- next verse would say, because um, whoever is in um, places of authority, government positions, or uh, because we're under attack by, you know, other nations trying to uh, get, you know, an advantage over the United States. Or you might think there's earthquakes, there's volcano eruptions or, you know, inflation. I mean, we could come up with all these kind of things that probably we, we would think perilous. But listen to what God says, why we're living in perilous times in the last days. Verse two, four, so you go, it's, he's saying these perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Lovers of their own selves. And it's self-seeking and um, concerned only about self. Covetous, boasters. Look at this word, proud. That's what we're talking about. That's the anonym of uh, humility is pride. And he said that's that causes perilous times, pride, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Boy, you see that a lot. Oof. Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God and having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. So this is is not what you want your group of friends to look like. (laughs) You you want to separate yourself a little bit uh, other than trying to soul win or get them born again or get them, you know, help somehow. Uh, But you really want to separate from people like this so that it doesn't become one of your attributes. Um, I think that pride, especially is it's right in the center of this and it's just so dangerous and it comes in some deceitful ways too. Sometimes we don't know that we're being prideful. So we really have to listen to the Holy spirit about that and let him show us what pride looks like in our life and how to, to, you know, not be full of pride. Um, let's move on here. We're going to see uh, just a couple more things about pride. Um, some other uh, words that describe pride, of course, are arrogance. You see a lot of arrogance nowadays. Self-importance. I'm, an, I'm more important than anybody around me, and I'm going to make my voice known and heard, and nobody else um, can say anything or do anything I want it my way and all those things, pretentiousness. But we see some synonyms for uh, humility is meekness and lowliness. And we've seen, we saw that Jesus said, I am meek and lowly. And uh, that's, those are beautiful words. And meekness is not weakness. Meekness is being teachable. 
learning. And uh, I think it's an attitude of, I want to grow, so teach me. Uh, I don't know everything, so I want to hear what you're saying, and I want to understand, and I want to be full of the wisdom of God. A couple of more scriptures I want to uh, talk to you about, in fact, two more, and then we'll bring this to a close. But First um, Peter 5, 6, and you probably know this scripture, it's been quoted a lot, and it's very, very good. First Peter chapter five says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary. Oh, that's verse eight, but that's still good. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We need to know that he's there and he is um, walking around seeking whom he may devour. Now, if you go up two more verses to verse six, this is the what I really wanted to read to you. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that ye, that he may exalt you in due time. So uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. What does that mean? I believe it's an area of submission to his word, submitting yourself to his word and to his Holy Spirit, allowing him to direct your life. And responding to that direction, responding to his leading so that, um, that you know, all will go well with you. Um, humble yourself. In other words, don't, you know, other people aren't responsible, responsible to humble you. <laughs> you know? Well, years ago, they used to say, we're going to keep our pastor humble. Um, and that's not the congregation's place to keep anybody humble except themselves. They need to do it. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Let him exalt you. In fact, one translation I read, I thought it was so good. It says, uh, it said, make your life very insignificant and God will make your life very significant. So we need to put less importance on self and more importance on Jesus, and let him shine through our life. Uh, John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that you uh, can increase. And I think that should always be in the back of our mind as we uh, um, walk our path in this world, is to, <laughs> to let Jesus increase in us and let self decrease. But um, you don't hear too much of this in the world anymore. Um, you hear more about you got to look after yourself. Who else is going to look after if, if you don't and all these things? Well, Jesus will. Amen. Jesus will look after. And he he does just fine. Believe me. In fact, there's nobody that can look after you like Jesus. So just let him and you just submit and be humble under his mighty hand and he'll take care of you. Now let's look at uh, Galatians chapter five and then we'll close because we mentioned a while ago that meekness is a fruit of the spirit. And I love this story about my father. He um, had just gotten in, you know, spirit filled, gotten into the word and really loved God. Oh, I love the, the word of God. And he would study and pray and read all the time. Well, he liked sports. He was a professional football player, so he loved sports. And um, 
I did too. So we would go to games together. We would go to football games or baseball games. And at that time we were living in Atlanta. So he wanted to go to a Braves game one day. And I said, okay, I'll go with you. So he's driving and we get lost in downtown Atlanta somewhere trying to find the stadium. That's when the stadium was downtown. And he said, I got to find my fruit. I got to find my fruit. And I said, what? Because, you know, he was very health conscious. He ate a lot of bananas and apples and fruit, but I didn't see any. And I thought, what are you talking about? And he pulled out of his front pocket a list of the fruit of the spirit. (laughs) And he started reading them off. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I I just, I don't want to lose my temper or lose my patience with trying to get to this game because he wanted to be there early and he wanted to, you know, get a good parking place and all the other stuff. So he was working on himself quoting the fruit of the spirit. And I love that story about my dad. He was so funny. Always, you know, wanting to grow and learn and do better in life. And um, the Galatians chapter five, of course, here where it is written, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, or we would say faithfulness, meekness. Now, look at that. That's a big one right there. That's what we've been talking about today. Humility. meekness and temperance, which is self-control. Against such, there is no law. And they that are are Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so these things are supposed to exude from us uh, the, the characteristics of the Lord. And certainly all these nine gift, uh, fruit of the Spirit are uh, the the mind of God and the the way of the Lord. So remember in in your doings and goings and beings, <laughs> just like my dad. Maybe you need to write them down and put them in your pocket or put them in your purse. And when you feel yourself trying to get fleshy by <laughs> getting upset and and uh, honorary or whatever, then you can get out your fruit and say, you know what, I'm full of love and peace and joy. I am full of gentleness and goodness and faithfulness. I am meek. I refuse to be haughty. I refuse to be full of pride. Um, And I am temperate. I have self-control. Praise God. Um, Another, you know, just tidbit before we go is um, women, especially today, I know, you know, there's a lot of women's rights and fight for, you know, whatever, fight for this, fight for that. But I believe as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will help you do whatever you need to do in life. I know a lot of women say, well, I, I don't make as much money as a man does and you know the same job and whatever. But, you know, God can work in your life to produce income and help you increase. Depend on him to do it. I think sometimes we get to fighting and fight, 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 fight for your rights and fight for your rights. When in Christ, we have rights and benefits. And uh, we could lean more on the hand of God instead of um, fighting the hands of mankind or insisting on our own way. Uh, It's just a beautiful path that God has for us 
to live in peace and harmony with him and with others, and also to flourish. We can flourish. So um, keep that in mind, especially women in ministry. You don't have to push or shove or um, be, you know, horrible to get where you want to be. You can just depend on the Lord and let him open the doors. Let him do the work and uh, he'll give you the favor to be wherever you need to be and to be connected with whoever you need to be. I know that God has done so much for me in my life that I could not have possibly done. He's put me with people in ministry that I never dreamed that I would even meet, much less preach with or be a part of their ministry. He can do it. He opens the doors. And I never once had to push or shove or manipulate or um, try to uh, work it out how that would happen. I just simply followed the Lord step by step, and He directed my path to wherever I needed to be at the time. And it's just been astounding what God can do. And I want to say that to encourage, especially younger women who might think, well, what, how can I get uh, started in ministry? You know, who, who can I know? And, and, you know, do I need to know this person and how can I get to know them and everything? Trust God. He'll put you right where you need to be with, with whom you need to be ministering with. Amen. Trust him for it. Let me pray for you before we go. Father, I thank you for this woman in the Bible who teaches us so much about humility and about perseverance. And I thank you, Lord, for her great faith that Jesus commented on. So, Lord, I ask for my sisters today that you would help them and help me to walk in humbleness of mind and to walk in lowliness instead of high-minded or heady or proudful ways. And I thank you, Lord, that you'll show us these things and that you will receive much glory. And Lord, I thank you for strength. I thank you, Lord, for peace for everyone listening. If there's somebody there today that needs healing in their bodies, I pray that you would touch their body right now in Jesus' name. And healing would come into them and affect a healing and a cure right now, Father. Pain has to go. And functions uh, have to return where there's been distress in organs or blood or tissue or cells. We thank you, Lord, for wholeness in their bodies. I thank you, Lord, for prosperity today, that you bring financial uh, abundance to to their lives where there's maybe lack or struggle right now. We claim their bills paid. We thank you, Lord, for more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, until next time, we uh, we love you, we pray for you, and we thank you for listening. Tell others about this podcast if you think it'll help them, and uh, we'll see you next time. God bless. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. 
If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.